Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda to Dorkin Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel, or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. Lots going on over the next couple of hours. I have your TV theme competition. Can you identify it? The number you'll need is 086-1800-658. That's WhatsApp or text to get in touch with me. We'll also bring you the best in reading. Book Club Friday with Margaret Madden. We have the wines to boot and all's rosé in the garden with our Rick today. And of course, David Sheehan has a look at the weekend in sport. And we have fantastic comedy for you too and more besides. But let's say hello to our first guest on the show today. And I have to say, this is new on me. Because when I read his story, I've never seen uh, anything like this before. When I tell you that Lenny White is a dementia-friendly barber. And he's coming to the northeast tomorrow, but he's with me today. Lenny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm great. Really good, yeah. Well, we're, look, great. we're looking forward to seeing you in the northeast tomorrow. Lenny, as I said, oh, yes. I'd never come across this before. Tell us what differentiates you, you know, from run-of-the-mill barbers. Well, basically, I uh, trained up as a barber about six years ago. Then I got working in a care home to build up sort of experience, you know, uh, with those living with dementia. I also was then um, trained up by the Alzheimer's Society in Northern Ireland. Um, you know, how dementia affects the, the, the person, um, you know, sensory issues and stuff like that. So my experience um, is to, is obviously for people in care homes. So it's these men, you know, have been in care homes Previously, they would have had a hairdresser mm. and they would have been getting brought into the room and it would have been all very feminine and, you know, rollers. But I wanted to create something just for the men, a barbershop experience where these men can come in for the day. They can come together as one group of men, as we would do going to the barbershop and create a barber experience. So I would bring in, you know, the likes of the, the, the jukebox with all the old music, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, all the songs these men would have listened to years gone by and went to the dances to. Um, I've got like the barber pole, so it rotates. Um, I've got the shop open, I've got the smells in the room, you know, the, the old spice and the lemon cologne. So it's really creating a sensory experience for these men. Um, you know, and it's very, very important 
men. As I'm sure yourself, we all love going to the barber, getting looked after. Mm. And just because you have dementia doesn't mean you can't look and feel good. Ah, good on you, Lenny. I love this. And I think what you're doing is something really, really special. So you're recreating an environment that these men would go into or have gone into many moons ago. Do you find that they reconnect, that this sensory, this whole sensory experience just uh, lifts them to a different level? Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, there isn't, obviously, there's only so much that you can do for, for men in care homes. There's, ladies have all the hairdress and the nails yeah. and knitting and all this stuff. So there wasn't just as much for the men. So this is getting the men into the room. It's, you know, having a bit of banter, having a bit of crack, hearing their stories, hearing where they've came from. Some of these guys have been doctors, have went through the, lived through the wars. You know, you're hearing their past. And I love to hear what, because these, you know, they may be older men. We're all going to be old. You know, we're all going to get there. And these men have a past. And some have very exciting paths, you know. So also when they come into the room, they might see friends that they knew from years ago that they haven't noticed in the care home because they're maybe not sitting together all the time. So it creates the atmosphere of um, <clears throat> for the men in the care homes, as in when you go to the barber, you like a bit of crack. You know, I can t- say to him things like, you know, so tell me a bit about your, your first dance and, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, all, you know, did you get a kiss at the end of the night? And no wee funny things like that. And it does, it does lift their spirits because you can see it in their eyes and the music as well. Some men maybe can't communicate, but you can see their feet tapping along to the music. The staff in care homes are amazing as well. They'll come in and they'll dance. I mean, I was at the Castle Manor Care Home in Cavan there um, a few weeks ago. And, uh, oh my God, I had the jive music on, the Irish jive, jive music, and the girls were coming in and dancing away. It was just, it's just creating that fun factor. And yeah. just because you have dementia, it doesn't mean that you can't have fun. The, the, the person is still there. Yes. Yes, and it's such a cruel disease. It really is. But life continues and and people live on and they have to live on with it to the best of their ability. And this is something really special. So you do the hair. I know you do the shave. You'll do the nostrils, the eyebrows, the everything. It's a really uh, all the works, everything. Everything. So basically, you know, when you get older, you get the, the, the hair keeps growing on the face. You yes. don't want it, you know. So <laughs> the eyebrows, I say to him, you can fly off of those eyebrows. <laughs> you've, got the, you've got the eyebrows, the nose and the ears. And see, to get those things done, I mean, these men would have worn worn suits in the days gone by. Mm. You know, really, really kept themselves presentable. And some of these men can't do that for themselves. So it's really a privilege for, for myself and the carers to make these men look good and feel good, but also for the families. Yes. You, know, you want your loved one in that care home to be well looked after and loved and cared for and you know when they see their dad some of them are coming back and like that does, that's my dad back again he looks like himself again you know by having just that little simple experience by getting a haircut and a shave isn't that you know, so just lovely. lovely isn't that lovely I'm very blessed yeah. I'm very blessed to do it you know I've done it now in the past six years I've done it up the north um, uh, not so much down the south now, but I'm doing a couple I do county live um, in uh, Sunhill Care Home and then obviously Cabin Yes. At the minute. So hopefully I'll be I'll be I'll be uh, travelling a bit more, you know, and seeing some more of Ireland. Oh, you certainly will. And just to remind people, you are in Sunhill, uh, nursing home, a beautiful place tomorrow. in German Feck, and tomorrow you're there tomorrow, yeah, and that's a day to be looked forward to. And I, I'm on, this is only the start of your journey. I can tell you around the rest of Ireland, Lenny, for sure. Happy days. Uh, but you, you know something I'm thinking of here. Yep. You you make a connection with these men. It, it, it must be uh, really emotional for you if, if somebody's not there down the road. You know what I'm getting at? Of course, of course. It can be very, very difficult, you know. Uh, I mean, I had a, a young man 
today um, and he was just told he had the big C mm. you know and me and him he loved the he loved the uh, the music and we put on a few songs and he had a wee cry and I could, you know you're, you're, these men are my friends you know mm. it's, it works it's a two way thing I'm getting so much out of it because I love looking after these men and making them feel good you know and it's, it is definitely a two way thing and yes you build up that, that friendship and that connection and obviously I've been in the business now doing this for six years so I've seen some of these men from the start of the journey until the very end so emotionally it's very difficult you mm. know because you're you're watching as the families are watching the decline but again all we can do is do our best to make that day and make that experience good for these men mm. and every day you know how did you get into this because i know you were a dab hand at selling you were in sales i know for what 20 yeah. years you had a career there yeah. and you're you're a dad yeah. of five children as well so lots yeah. of responsibility how did this happen so previously, when I was seventeen, I worked actually worked with people living with dementia in a care home. I was a a dishwasher, painting the spuds, and cutting the carts. You know, so I used to go out and serve the residents their food, and I used to love just. I I felt very at ease. You know, back then, people that living with dementia, they might be sending me, "I want to go home. Where's my mum? Where's my dad?" And I'm not going to tell them. You know, your mummy died fifty years ago. I'll just say, "Come on in, have a cup of tea." And you know, it's just uh, changing the subject. But I felt very at ease and very comfortable back then, and that never left me. You know, the memories from working in that home never really left me. I just fell into sales. I got married, had kids, and it was actually when I got divorced I had a, t- a time to think. And I thought, you know, I really want to do something different. What can I be? Mm. And I thought, well, I could be a barber. And that's where the journey started. So, I mean, I, like I say, I've been working uh, with those living with dementia for a long, long time. But I've just brought it back into something that I enjoy, something that I know I was called to do. And uh, it's definitely my purpose in life now to be a dementia-friendly barber. Did anything happen? I was reading about you. You know, you went to New York uh, around Christmas time for a break and you, you, you were hoping to make a connection over there. Did that happen? Yeah, well, I do. I, I Anywhere I go, I try and team up with the Alzheimer's Society. So in yeah. New York, New Jersey, I, I travel out there. I see friends and stay in a little place called Denver. So I, I'm in, and I team up with the Alzheimer's Society in New Jersey. And any time I go out, I do a, uh, a voluntary couple of days working in a few care homes. So I go and bring in the green T-shirt and I make it all Irish-themed and I bring the Irish music. So it's an Irish barber day. And these men love it because... They are telling me they're 5% Irish and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And they just, we had an amazing time. So, yes, anytime I go to New York, um, it's usually around after boxing, then till, till after New Year, I offer my services voluntarily into a couple of homes. So, yep, it's brilliant. I also worked there a couple of years ago. I was brought out to Montreal to the uh, Jewish community, and I was working with the Auschwitz survivors. Oh, so, that was uh, really unreal. special. Mm. It was a, they were so loving and telling me their stories and yes. you know they had their tattoos on their hands and I for me I'm, I'm just so blessed to be able to to meet these people and you know uh, to hear their life stories. Mm. You know, it's a privilege, really. It really is. Aren't you in a, a trade and you're really specialist, may I say now, where people confide in you? That's a, that's a special and that's a, a special privilege too, isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, like today, you know, this uh, one of my wee clans told me that he had the big C, mm. um, and Oki just he's just got it, you know. And we had he had a wee cry, and you know we, he's telling me this, and I just put my hand on his shoulder and we had a wee prayer. I said a wee prayer for him, you know, and Oki, you know, it's just it's lovely, you know, to be able to be their friend, mm. you know. And I would I would hope whenever I am that old 
um, that someone will be like that with me. Oh, you know, indeed, indeed, they, they, they will. Our elders, you know, we have yes. to respect them. Yes. Um, um, it must have been special for you as well to be recognised by the Northern Ireland Alzheimer's Society with that wonderful award. It was. I was very shocked at that. Um, I wasn't expecting it. You know, that was a good three, three, I think it was three or four years ago now. Um, it's a privilege for my business to be direct. It was such a new business. Um, and I think because it was such a, um, a unique idea, but everyone kept them out. I wonder why nobody ever did it. You know, because mm. it's a simple idea, but it's a unique idea. And I just told them, well, it was meant for me. You know, oh. I went a long life, never known what I wanted to be. Never, ever knew what I wanted to be. And uh, it was amazing to fall into that in the you know, late 30s, to fall into something you know you're called to do. So when and that was just was just amazing, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great night. You know, we celebrated uh, for a good few hours after. Let me yes. tell you. Great recognition and thoroughly deserved, may I play. Oh, they're messaging me already. Listen to this, Lenny. In advance, uh, Sun Hill, he's uh, in tomorrow at Chairman Feckenway in County Loud. And I have a message here saying, Jerry, will you just let Lenny know that all of the men are so looking forward to meeting Lenny and uh, being with him tomorrow at Sun Hill. There you go. Oh, so that's lovely. They're, uh, they're, they're ro- rolling out the red carpet for you, Lenny. Oh, yeah. I'll be driving down tomorrow. I leave my home about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I get there for 9, and that's me there all day. Oh. And it's great. I love it. Good on you, good on you. You are you are unique, uh, I have to say, and what you do is oh, oh, so special. Um, do, you, do, you, do you ever see this, you know, in, in terms of, of of business, something that can, you know, be expanded, perhaps franchise or something like this? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I mean, I have thought about it. It definitely is something. It's just getting the right people. Yeah, you true, know? true. Um, that's the yeah, thing. It's getting yeah. the right people because yeah. it's it's quite a. Uh, <laughs> everyone wants Lenny. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 so it's getting somebody. Not to say nobody else could. Uh, there's, there's there's other dementia barbers out there now. Yes, there is other. Yes, since I started, a few have came on board. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I was the first. <laughs> yeah, you were the the original of the species, and that's your strapline. That's your strapline. Keep it forever. It Everybody is, wants is. Lenny. It's as simple as that. Listen, I wish you well and you'll be welcomed with open arms tomorrow in uh, County Loud. Thanks for joining me on the show. Take care, sir. Bye-bye, bye-bye. That's uh, Lenny White there, the original dementia-friendly barber. Isn't he such a nice guy? And uh, you can just see that he's so passionate for what he does and what he does is really, really special. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Coming up after the break, we have your comedy on Friday. I see it's guns for all in the USA as the country is reverting to Wild West status. Shocking, isn't it? And with that in mind, I've chosen your comedy today. George Carlin, New Yorker from Manhattan. He's long gone. He passed away in 2008. Brilliant stand-up comedian. Caustic, no-holds-barred humour. Here he is back then, but so relevant today and still the voice of disillusioned America. Another complaint. Too many vehicles. There are some families in this country own entirely too many vehicles. You see them on the highway in an RV. But that's not enough for them. RV's not enough. Behind them, they're towing a motorboat, go-kart, dune buggy, dirt bike, jet ski, snowmobile, parasail, hang glider, windsurfing equipment, a hot air balloon, and a small two-man deep-sea diving bell. Doesn't anyone just take a f***ing walk anymore? The only thing these people lack is a lunar excursion module. Too many choices, America. It's not healthy. Now, there's one thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. 
politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall, scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years, doesn't mean a thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the house on election day. I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. Thank you very much. The brilliant George Carlin. He still is the voice of disillusioned America. God bless him. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, coming up on the show after two o'clock. She's back. One of our regulars, Margaret Madden, brings you Book Club Friday here on LMFM Radio. But taking us towards news, weather, uh, top of the hour at two o'clock on late lunch this afternoon. Here they are, the two of us. I have them. The four of us. <laughs> what am I at? I'm not a mathematician, I know that. The four of us and Mary. Mary's got a new job. She's working in the bank. Making lots of money. Giving it to Frank. Frank's a married boyfriend. Been that way for a year. Slapped her in the face once. But says he loves it. Boom, 
She's back with us on Late Lunch, as she does every month, in studio with me today to bring you the best in her recommendations for reading. It's Book Club Friday on Late Lunch. Margaret Madden, great to see you again. Hi, how are you? Just the two of us. Just the two of us, not the four of us. (laughs) You heard my Freudian slip, did you? No, there is only two of them. Well, I I kind of disagree. If this was a pub quiz, we'd be going up now to, to argue who was winning prize because... They were four they were. and two left, but they today, were four when they were named. Yes, but today, today they could be. That's why I have them. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I have them. I'm only trying to, I'm only trying to explain. I away. love them anyway. I have their, <laughs> I have fantastic. the original cassette. At home, they yeah. really are. Yeah. Now, Margaret, let's begin with your book of the month. And I have to tell you, she joined me on late lunch earlier in the week. I read this book. It's terrific. Your book of the month is is Life Before Us by Roisin Meany. Isn't this? And I said to her last Monday, it's a, a book that. It's a love story and yet the lovers don't really meet. Yeah, you know, it's... I don't know whether you'd even call it a love story. I think I find it more like a community story. Yes. A, a story of community yes. and hope. And after the tough couple of years that we've had, isn't it lovely to just see goodness in things again, start noticing things around. And Roisin has the most delicate touch with her words. All her books are like the giant hug that we all need. You know, um, you don't need to open a bottle of wine. You, a cup of tea with this now will do you grand. You'll start getting that fuzzy feeling. Yeah. yeah. George and Alice, they're two, they've completely completely different backgrounds and stories and Alice comes back to live as you say this community this town or whatever and they're both living in the town and they come within contact of each other yeah. without actually it's like the sliding doors thing it isn't is. it um, so Alice is in her 30s she's a dental assistant and she after having discovered something about her boyfriend she just says right enough's enough packs up and leaves and goes back to stay with her aunt it's in a community in Limerick mm. I believe um, so then you have George who's also in his late 30s and he's a school teacher uh, second or primary school teacher but he's very quiet and insecure and very lonely uh, so lonely he takes in a lodger Jack who's a gay guy and he's so funny I really wanted him to move in with me I mean he can cook he can garden he's a bit of everything but then, yeah they don't realise that they're actually in contact with each other in the form of emails Yes, and it's um you can't, it's one of these books where you're kind of nearly hoping for their, them to meet at the beginning and all the way through. You're like, come on! <laughs> That's the way right I felt. Right there in front of you. Yes. Yeah, but aside from that, as I said, it's a story about community and it's warm and about taking chances and making changes. And um, what I really love about it as well is there's uh, some gay characters in it and it shows a real acceptance of the LGBTQ plus community mm. in Ireland and how, mm. especially when the children are told that these characters are gay, it doesn't and face them in the slightest. Mm. So it's wonderful that Roisin is keeping up with the times and she's including yes. absolutely everybody in her books. And the characters, I, I, I saw others say this and I thought it as well, they're so realistic. Yeah. You know, they're you and I and yeah. the rest of us. Well, I know Roisin's involved with something called uh, like a random act of kindness thing, That's which right. I, I try and do one myself every day. Mm. And I, it, it kind of shows in this book, everybody is is looking out for each other. You have each other's backs. Now, there are some nasty people as we, at the very beginning, um, Alice's boyfriend now is, if I could get my hands on him, I'd be, mm. I'd throttle him. But yeah, she's just great at bringing this feel good 
to the page and at this time of the year it's definitely needed Summer reading at its best Book of the Month Margaret Madden on LMFM's Late Lunch is Life Before Us by Roisin Meany and she de- you're right Margaret she has this touch Roisin Meany just has something that you love and people when you discover her you'll be going back to her back catalogue for sure Yeah and, and every one of them is brilliant Yeah they're yeah. all fantastic yeah. they really are so there you have it Now moving on today and, and this book fascinates me tell them what you've picked as another of your recommendations. It's Managing Expectations uh, by Mini Driver. Mm. Now, um, it's not one that I would have picked up myself. So this was one of my borrow box that I listened to on audio. Um, Mini Driver, the actress, you know, Circle of Friends and, she, you know, she was um, Oscar nominated. Yes. She's, you know, every, I think everybody knows Mini mm. Driver, the mad curly hair. Yes. And, um, very posh English accent. So it's, it's essays based on her life. So each chapter tells another kind of phase. She had a really unusual childhood. Um, I think at about the age of seven or eight her mum and dad separated and it turned out that they weren't even married he had a family he was married to somebody else yes. family elsewhere it was all very strange they were very wealthy they had maids they were back and forth over to um, Barbados and then they end up moving in with this to the, to the kids random man and the mother marries him because the law over there said she could only take the kids she could only get custody of the kid if she was married. So anyway, a very long story short, she was not happy mm. um, in this new home. And and she kind of fought back. And what did they do? Because she was fighting back with them, they put her in boarding school. And the boarding school was only just down the road. Yes. You know, she used to just go as a day student, but then they decided, no, you can stay there. Yeah. You're being so bold. You can stay there. Uh, you'd say but it her was sister cruel. stayed at home. Yeah. yeah. One sister and she's in, she's in the school. And, yeah. and the other thing is that she she kept chipping away at the new partners on both sides. Yeah. Her dad's and her mom's as yeah. well. Is it true she was put in an airplane once and sent home yeah. on her own? She went to Barbados to stay with her dad and the new, yeah. his new partner and and again that didn't really work out cuz she's a feisty girl. Mm. Um and what they did was in the middle of the night said to her, right, well, you're going home. And she goes, well, I'm in Barbados. I can't go. And they said, yeah, you're going. And the taxi driver took her to the airport. She had to overnight stay in Miami on her own Surely at 11. Yeah. And then get from there to back to London. I mean, even the staff in the, in the airport mm. were like, oh, my God, this is mm. very odd. And uh, when she arrived in Miami to check in, they were like, um, I'm, I'm booked in under the name driver. And they yes. were like, Where's your mum and dad? And she was like, I don't know. Mm. I'm here on my own. Like, it was just bizarre. Unbelievable. And as you say, there's a chapter dedicated to the different uh, phases of yeah. her life. When it comes to showbiz, she doesn't hold back about the fickleness, uh, the sexist nature of yeah. it, the humiliation she faced herself. Absolutely. And constant barrage about her weight and her hair and her looks and who she was going out with. And um, luckily, she had some really good friends that she shared a house with over in in Hollywood. Mm. Because I'd say without them, she would have just gone do lally. Um, her she talks uh, about her breakup with Matt Damon, which was very public, very hurtful. Um, but she doesn't even say his name. She's very mm. n- she's really nice about everything she yes. says. You know, she's not yes. being cutting, but honest. Talks about encounters with Harvey Weinstein and how he told her she was ugly, mm. um, so she'd never get a role in a big movie. And, and she, got, you know, she ended up with the the nomination for the um, for the Oscar. Yes. Then she, you know, she talks about living in Malibu and when the big fires, all her friends were trapped over there, and how she mm. she tried to help them. The birth of her son, and for me, the most moving essay was the last one about her mother and her, the death of her mother yeah. and how she was with her when it happened and mm. the build up to it and it was a very very quick illness yes um, but absolutely beautifully written mm. this this book is uh, is uh, not the tell all 
you know, no. you, when you when you pick up these, you think, uh, oh, it's not like that at all. It's totally no. different. Each chapter, as I said, is an yes. essay, and it's, yeah. it's a, and it's just a peek behind the curtain, and it's not at all a, a hate slamming or a, a dirtying kind of book. Yes. It, it's just her feelings of what it was mm. like, and she did have an unusual life. She did, and yeah. the uh, so many people like yourself say she narrated the audio. Uh, version of the book and it was you could feel you the emotion feel yes. especially That's around the, the death of her mother you could actually yes. nearly hear her struggling yeah, not yeah. to cry yeah. um, but, uh, wonderful memories that uh, you know they, they did make up they did mm. have mm. Um, a really lovely second part of her life yes lovely, so yeah. remind us again the title Managing Expectations by Mini Driver Mini Driver now your classic oh Margaret you nearly had me in tears when I when I did a little bit of research on this and remembered well the film more so uh, than the book you're going back to 1996 yeah The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks mm. you know I, I I'm not sure what made me reread this it's the movie is memorable, as you know. It's yep. it's a real tear jerky. So, um, the book starts off, and the character says himself in his in his note intro, the romantics would call this a love story. The cynics would call it a tragedy. And there are two ways of looking. It's not just a love story. There's actually an awful lot more to Nicholas Sparks' books than people think. There mm. is, you know, there is another aspect, not just the love. This um, uh, was the first one actually had published. Yeah, yeah, and I remember reading it and being blown away and couldn't believe it was written by a man. You know, men don't normally write kind of yeah. soppy love stories. Mm. But he continued on that vein, actually, and became very successful. Mm. So they made the movie then in uh, 2004. So I think everybody got to know about it then. So it's the story of Noah and Ali and they meet um, just after graduation in high school at a fair and fall instantly in love and spend the whole summer together. Uh, different side of the tracks so Noah is the poorer side and Ali is the posher side and you're talking about North, North Carolina so you can imagine you know the, the southern belle kind of she has with her oh a very wealthy family and mm. ex- expectations so at the end of the summer there's no way her parents are going to allow her continue to see Noah and they send her off to college and she is heartbroken um, waits for letters to come that never arrive and you know, years later, um, she returns home um, for a visit and, and decides to pop in and say hello to Noah. And oh God, that love never went away, you know. Yes. And as it turned out, he had been writing to her. He wrote her 365 letters, one every day for a year. But her mother had taken them. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? no. It sounds so cheesy and corny yes. but when you're reading it. Mm. But as the story moves on, um, you get to the tearjerker part. You remember that, Jerry? Do you want to... No, no. No, you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's so touching, you know what I mean, what happens, you know, in, in later life. It is. Well, you know at the beginning of it that yeah. she ends up with dementia. That's right, dementia. And, comes and they're now 80 years of age and he visits her every single day and reads yes. out from this notebook. Mm. And it's their life he's reading and she's and she every day he has to start over because she doesn't remember. Yes. But by the end of every day, she's like, well, that's such a beautiful story. Whatever happened to that couple? And you're like, oh no, it's you. It's you. you. But he can't say that. Yes. And the kids come and visit her in the mm. home and the grandkids and she's no idea who they are. She's like, it's lovely to meet you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And oh, it's just the, the nurses in the, in the care home and everybody is so supportive of this mm. couple. Mm. Um, um, yeah, oh, it's, it's oh, stop you so, me so, so you revisiting it and rereading it, it's as powerful today as ever. Yeah, and can I give you a little tip for the readers? Okay. It's available free online. Right. So if you just Google the notebook 
um, ebook. Yeah. And you'll find a link to just download it for free. That's it. Yeah. Now, I do have a copy, but I couldn't find it. Mm. So I said, right, I'll do the ebook. Yes. So that's free. And it's only uh, like 190 pages. It's so you'll read not, it in two hours. Yeah, it's not a long book at all. It's yeah. a short little book. But the movie, to its credit, you know me for fiction to film, it they did really well. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Did it stay true? They did. And the chemistry between the two characters was yeah. amazing. Like, mm. So, yeah, it did. There was a little bit of a change at the end, a few little changes, but mm. nothing major. That notebook were, was their story. Yes. Yeah. And it's available, as Margaret says. Check it out there. It is free. The notebook going back to 1996, 190 pages. You'll be through it in no time. Now, you asked me, you turned the tables on me and I said... Did. Go on, you get so many books and you read a good bit. Pick one when we're on uh, this Friday. Well, I have. Uh, and and uh, you have this book. Have you read it yet? I haven't, but it is literally on my pile beside my bed. Well, read it. Uh, if I were to say to you a, a book... Now, I have to just give you a little bit of a, an advance warning here. It's called Annie Girl by Mia Doring. I spoke to her as well myself uh, some weeks back. And it's a memoir about sexual exploitation and recovery. Now, look, I'll tell you about this book. This young woman at the age of 16, you know, she was raped and then she was exploited by an older man and got into the sex trade here in Ireland, oh in this God. country, and was in that trade until her uh, 24th year, from 16 to 24. She was studying at college. You would outwardly, you wouldn't know that, you know, wow, what so she was involved in. Yes, yes. She was, she lived really a double life, if you know what I mean, from uh, outside of our family and, and our circle of friends as well. But now the good, the, the real great news is here. She's in her mid to late 30s and she has become a psychotherapist specialising in sexual trauma, okay. helping others. Aww. And she knows, God. you know, she knows all about it. Now, I'll tell you, there are some harrowing scenes in this book. There's okay. no doubt about it. So I'll but be prepared. Be prepared. But folks, if you want to read a story that happened in this country in recent times and uh, a, 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 an aspect of Irish life that you may not ever come across or consider, this is the book. It's yeah, called... Yeah, we can't deny that things no, are happening no, like that, can we? It's, no. We can't just close our eyes. Yes, and, yes, you yeah. can't. I think she's done brilliant and I, I really feel there's perhaps a, a follow-on from this in it that people would like a, a, perhaps a bit more from her. But it, it, it's terrific and it'll it'll hold you. This book will hold you and you'll, you'll read it and you'll be very happy as well the way things have turned out for okay, after I will pull trauma. that one out and put it to the top of the So pile. there you are Annie Girl Mia Doring is one of mine this week uh, this month should I say that I just uh, give a mention to and I'm actually going to give that book away because we have a little competition coming up on Late Lunch Alan include that book in the prize Margaret it's great to have you back with us on the show it is truly great to have oh, you back with us back. and uh, thank you for joining us again and we look forward to seeing you in the month of July Definitely Thanks Bye. a million Bye bye Oh yes, I can certainly dig it for sure. The Mock Turtles and Can You Dig It on Your Late Lunch. And we'll dedicate that to Chantelle Neary. She's 15 years uh, with her Dance Mania, Dance Mania Studios in Kells. And she's having an open day tomorrow. Dancing classes, raffles with stickmen planters and loads of great prizes to be won on the day. With all money raised going to the Milo Family Fund. And Chantelle and her dancers are on the Marty Party in the TLT tonight. That's happening tonight. That big gig in the TLT. Congratulations Chantel. Ah oh, Jerry, that was so funny, so relevant it could have been written today. Yes Helen indeed and it 
Woodcutter comedy from George Carlin today. Wonderful. Peter's been on to say, Jerry, wouldn't it be great to hook up Lenny with Sean and Michael McCoy, who was on your show at TST? Well, that's a, a thought indeed, Peter. Thanks for getting in touch with us. You need this number now, 086 1800 658, because here is your TV theme. Have a listen. It'll bring back memories, I'm sure. Eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by WhatsApp or text the TV show, please, for a nice prize on late lunch this afternoon. You know it, Louise. I saw you popping up and down oh, in there. Oh, that put a smile on my yeah, face. Yeah, it would. It does on yeah. mine too. It Loved brings it. back lovely, lovely memories. Let's see how it goes with the listeners. Um, we were talking there about sharing, you and I, just off mic, weren't we? We were talking about sharing and you mentioned the other day, I wouldn't give anybody a crisp out of my bag. I certainly wouldn't. And I'm I'm not uh, a mean or man chips. by well, any means, but get, buy I'll, somebody. Yeah, then. I'll give you. And, and then you go on to wine gums. Mm. What's the story with wine gums? I love wine gums, uh, but I wouldn't share them. Unless they're the yellow ones. You can have all the yellow ones in the packet. <laughs> I hate the yellow ones. <laughs> But you ain't getting any other Isn't ones. that funny? Because our Sarah hated orange sweets. Any orange coloured sweet, wine gum, anything else of Half orange. Steals, didn't matter. When she'd offer you sweets, you'd only be offered the <laughs> orange ones. Because our Sarah kept all the other colours for herself. So she, she did. liked the yellow ones. Yes, but orange, whatever it was about orange sweets. She hated them. And if you got, if you gave her sweets, anything, the orange would always be left. But if you asked for them, it was great. You always got an orange one. <laughs> Does she still like them? Hate them? I, 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 I'll have to go back to her on that. But she certainly was like that growing up. So yellow was your no-no. I have about 30 yellow ones in the car for Sarah. <laughs> have you? What about yellow opal them. fruits? No, opal fruits. No, no. Did you like opal yellow. fruits? Nothing yellow. Nothing. You were yellow or in the Or green. Sweets. There you go. Sometimes green. Depends. There. <laughs> green wine gums I like but not green as you say opal fruits or anything like that isn't that something else it's amazing the little foibles we all have pastilles black you know black sweets black wine gums black pastilles oh, black would you have, would you, would you the black wine gums oh yeah and black pastilles you can have all my black ones do you not really no no oh, would no. you eat the yellow ones yes oh, there you go. yellow I love green I love the green and the wine gum green and red are my two favourites in wine gums green and red I, I adore them I've never come across anybody that likes the yellow sweets I don't know I'd I used have, to think they put them the in yellow, the pack for the crack yellow bonbons you know the yellow bonbons I like the yellow bonbons well now you see it's not it's not exclusive mm, to you what no. about the yellow in the in uh, you know the ones they're, they're hard sweet and when you get to the inside them the fizz is in there what are they called uh, strawberry and stick to le- your teeth ones yeah what the hell I can't think of the name of them it just escapes me for the I moment I know it I know it but anyway uh, like blackjacks I'd have the yellow in those or the red as well what are those hard sweets folks with the fizz inside them and the little little dots on uh, uh, on the outside You said shell. you'd have red of them. 
Oh, they're, they're, they come in red and yellow. Do they? Yeah, red and yellow. What are they? What are, not bonbons. The, the other ones. Oh, help us here, will you? 086 658 I, can I know see somebody them. will they're, tell they're me. Sherbert. There's Sherbert in the middle. Of, what yeah. is the name of them? We used to eat them at school, smuggle them in and eat them in the Never glasses. I've seen red ones, though. There's a red, there is a red and a yellow in them. So there are. Oh, are you talking the bars? Used to be bars. No, these are sweets. These are sweets. These are sweets. These oh, are no. actual sweets. Listeners are going to tell us. I'm telling you what I'm talking about. I just can't think of the name. The sherbet in the middle uh, and hard on the outside, yellow or red. What are we talking about? Anyway, how do we get? How do we get <laughs> this down this about. road? Because we're going to be talking red next. In fact, all is rosé in the garden with Rick Cronje. Stay with us. I am delighted to say he's back in studio for the first time in how long, Rick Cronje? How long are we talking about? Oh, Jerry. It's I think two, two and a bit years. Yes. Yeah, two. It, yeah, it, definitely two it plus. Really, years. really is fantastic it, to be back. It's great to have you with us. It really Brilliant. is. Thank you so much for coming in. And we're changing tack now uh, with you for the next while because explain to the listeners what we're going to do. We're going to do something a little different. We are, Jerry. What we're going to do is we're going to compare grape varieties from different parts of the world, different regions within a country, but all in the same year. That that's crucial, you know. So if it's twenty twenty one, it's that's what we're going to compare, okay. just okay. different. And just to demonstrate the difference that you can get, um, we, we often talk about terroir and the soil and the climate, how it influences, and of course the style. Yes. And now we're going to demonstrate it. Well, today I've been saying all day in the promo for the show uh, since we came on that all is rosé in the garden with Rick today, and I compliment you. You've worn the short to match the wines today. I had to, Jerry. <laughs> He's <laughs> wearing a, a rosé shot. <laughs> There'll be a penalty. <laughs> well done to you. You're a top man. Anyway, it's great to have you with us. Let's talk for, for a moment about these three wines that we have today and the yes. combinations, please. Yes. Yeah, it's three rosés. There's lovely rosés uh, available today and... Uh, uh, O'Brien's is where it comes from and thanks very much to Barry and the team there and um, yeah what what we have they all three 2021 20, okay they're from France just two different regions uh, side by side Languedoc and Provence in the south but also they all have the same grapes in it just the combination is varied that is That's, very important yes, to, to know is. as well. So we're in France, and I do say again, thank you to Barry and all the crew at O'Brien's Wines. They're fantastic people. I was down there last night, the Anjou arrived in, which is another rosé, and I thank them. They're so helpful, aren't they, and so good. Unbelievable, mm. Jerry. You know, ever since we started here in 2014, we've always... Uh, championed for the independence and thank goodness we now have the minimum pricing in place and that gives them a much better platform but you won't beat the service from mm. them that's mm. just their knowledge is second no, no, second absolutely. to none will you just refresh us on the way rosé is made there are three different ways aren't there yes the, the three main ways is uh, through skin contact now we know the color in wine comes from from the contact uh, 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 from the skin so uh, and and you need that uh, if you're making rosé wine because without it, well, then you're just going to end up with a white wine. So mm. there has to be contact. Now, that time can vary depending on what colour you want. Um, and then we have the sonia or the bleeding. That is when red wine is being made and you literally open the tap in the beginning and siphon it off. Done that a few times. And then blending. Um, that is when you're making white wine and at the end of the process, there's a touch of red going in. Now, important about that, Jerry, is in France, that's not allowed except 
in the Champagne region. Okay. And then under European law, uh, that's not allowed. You can do it before the um, process has started, but not after. Okay. And of course, uh, your southern hemisphere, we're not that strict on it, so you will find that happens. There. Okay. But yeah, those are the three, and it's a very basic explanation mm. as to what. what is okay, going. let's talk about the three wines you've selected today. France, as you say, for them all, 2021 is the year, the first one you have. Yeah, it's the uh, Gerard Bertrand, um, Cote de Rose, and it's a beautiful, beautiful bottle. Um, at the bottom of the bottle, the base is an actual rose imprinted on it, and it has a, a, a glass top called the Vino Lock, which, believe it or not, it's been around since about 2000, you know. Um, it's one up from, uh, let's say, from the screw top. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. And you can actually put it back in as a little uh, seal on it, and that will hold you. I'd buy it fresh. for the bottle alone. Absolutely, Jerry. I really would. Absolutely. It's and when you finish with it, it's such you can keep it for uh, as a water carafe. Yes. Fantastic. It's lovely. Fantastic. Can, uh, can I have a little, have you a sip of it there for me? Uh, isn't it great? That the, that's why I brought it back in. Sure, I want to have a little <laughs> sip on the tongue of this. So let me have a taste of this. Oh, isn't that just lovely? Isn't it? Beautiful, Jerry. I really enjoy it. And it's it's uh, it's refreshing. Yep. It's not overpowering. And the thing that can happen in a number of rosés, sweetness can get to you. Whereas mm. this is not, uh, definitely not uh, on that side. I'm tasting it. a little... Would it be watermelon, peachy, that type yes, of thing, and then the aftertaste there? Absolutely. Am I getting Jerry? that? Yes, you'll be absolutely spot on there, uh, Jerry. And it's a nice lingering taste. It yes. doesn't just disappear mm. uh, on you, you know. You could have that certainly on its own, couldn't you, Rick? Yes. Oh, you would, Jerry. You it's would. that you nice. Would. Yeah, but with yeah. shellfish, yes, yeah, seafood, yes, that type of thing. What, a, what about like. spice? Would, would it cut it? Uh, Light spice, light. light spice. I wouldn't go heavy with yes. it. It wouldn't have the body to, I see. to, to, to fight the spice, no. And again, just remind us again about rosé wines and chilling them. How long would you chill this for? I, I would go probably 45 minutes. The, the reason why you go a little bit longer with rosé, it just doesn't have that body. Yes. You know, so yes. You, you really want to get a bit of a good chill around 10, 11 degrees if, you know, if you um, if you are measuring yeah. the, the temperature. But just a nice chill, yeah. 45 minutes and you will be enjoying this. Languedoc, Gerard Bertrand, Cote de Rose, uh, Grenache, Syrah and Silzalt, a uh, 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 blend there in it. 2021 from O'Brien's, 14 euro 21. I'll tell you with the bottle that's in it. Ah, uh, the bottle alone. <laughs> I don't know how much that bottle costs, but I'd say it cost a few bob to be honest yeah, with no, you. It does. Let's move on to your second choice today, Rick. Yes, uh, the uh, uh, second one that uh, we have here is uh, Laurent Miguel, um, and he's the uh, Alana. Okay. Uh, or Elena, as he uh, pronounces it. It's um, called, the name of this one, the, uh, is after, it's a family member, isn't it? It's named it's after. It's his daughter, oh, yes. Right, yeah. and, and of course, um, 
his his wife is Nisa. She's Irish. I think she's from Cork. If I, I know correctly. who it, it, Nyasa is, the wife. I know where we are yeah, now. I've seen it. features on these people uh, yes, on TV. Yes, yes. So there's an Irish connection in this. Absolutely, wife. and of course, that's. I mean, they they've been around since oh goodness, uh, 1791, I think it is. Yeah. So he's eighth generation. Really? Well, well known for the yes. uh, wine making. Yes. Yeah. And again, you're talking about a blend here in this yes. one. Yes. Of the three, uh, yes, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got the percentage as forty percent Grenache, thirty, and Cinso, thirty. Yes, so yeah. it's uh, it, it's the same combination as the previous wine. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty one. Have you a little taste for this? I do one? indeed. And again, uh, it's Jerry, a lovely tall, tall bottle, bottle, isn't it? Beautiful yes. uh, picture on it. Um, and again, you know, they just seem to. The, the marketing and the advertising as in the bottle. It's a cork this time. You yes, know. that's paler than the, the it, first wine we exactly. taste, isn't it? To look it at it. It's a, ver- it's yeah. a pale rosé, so it yeah. is. It definitely is. And let's have a little touch of this and see. Oh, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Citrusy? Citrus, definitely. Mm. And I, I, for me, it feels like it's got slightly stronger body yes. to it. Yes. Now that could be Jerry because the Syrah, the Shiraz, is slightly stronger in this okay. one. Okay. The previous one, uh, the Shiraz was on the, in the middle. Okay. So that's it. And and Syrah, that's what Syrah will bring to the yeah. rosé wines, a bit of good body tannins, you know. Yes. Um, uh, whereas, let's say, the Sinso will be sort of more for the colour and the the flower. Yes, flavor, yes. You know, but but again, you say with this one, you could have it by itself. But, yes. you know, it's a salad time of the year. Well, please, it God, it will be sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, this weather absolutely. only settles down, Rick. But know, lovely with a salad, this one. Yes, It would be, Jerry. Mm. It would be. Again, you know, as we both sort of agreed there, it... it it's got a slightly bigger body to it yes. so you, you look it'll be fine as an aperitif but i think a little bit more food will 1271 it's a nice price on it as well Beautiful. 2021 and again the boys at o'brien's in drogheda barry and the crew there will look after you leo zines alaina alaina is alaina i'd say the pronounce yeah. it is the, is the daughter's name Elena, uh, 1271 the second now you're going to look at a third for us today am, uh, and yeah. again we're staying in france this is a grand reserve yes yes uh jerry um and it's again got the glass top uh, on it that you just pop. You literally just pop yes. it off. Um, and it's got a slight, for me, a slight effervescent there, slight sparkle to it there. So it's Mimi. I have the details here. It's yeah. Mimi en Provence Grand Reserve. Reserve. Yep. Same combination of grapes again. 2021, 1496 from O'Brien's. And yeah. this is the deepest colour of all. Correct. Correct. The deepest Very. pink. Yeah, and that's why you got Grand Reserve mm. on it, you know. So uh, we can expect something completely different from uh, the first two there. But the, still oh, unmistaken. There's body in this, isn't there? Oh, there, there is. There, <laughs> there, is. there, there is. is. You know, you've moved us along the continuum mm, there from exactly. the first one along to this here. Exactly. Oh, there's a bit yeah. of beef in this one, Rick. No, it is, Jerry. <laughs> I like that one, you so I do. You better have the Nike trainers on for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's lovely. It really is, and uh, a refreshing. It's it's a refreshing rosé, isn't it? Lovely, and to me, a very clean taste. Yes, you know. But it's definitely got more body. 
you could grill something with this, couldn't you? You could oh, put you this with something grilled. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, no. You you definitely want something there. Pork, I think, will go well with it. Of course, shellfish. Good for vegetarians. You okay. know, grilled uh, mm. vegetables and that. And another lovely bottle. I'll tell you one thing. You've rolled out the, bo- the, the boat with, with the glassware on your return to studio today. I, they're all beautiful. They are, Jerry, And they're lovely wines. And I think with the scope we presented, there'll be something for uh, every category in, uh, as far as listeners go. You know, yes. If you want a nice, very light one, well, then go for number the one, very which first is one there. Yes. If you're looking for something in the middle, well, the Elena will do you. And then if you're looking for something more color, more depth, more body, well, then the Mimi. And again, would you chill that for three quarters of an yes. hour? About the same. Oh, all three of them, yes, Jerry. Yes, 45 you, minutes. You just want them. a nice little touch on them. You don't want to kill it. But at the same time, you know, Rosé is always enjoyed a little mm. bit better. So many people freeze it. I say this I again, know, it comes Jerry. out. Absolutely. You don't really get the full Nothing. the no. full bang from it in terms of the flavour on the nose or even the pairing with the food, do you, when it's like that? No, it's not, no. because you've closed everything Yes, up. yes. It, everything, and it takes time, you know. Yeah, so folks, remember that. Don't over-chill it. Anyway, our three wines today. Thanks again to Barry and the crew in O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda. They'll help you there. They have a vast selection that they have. Brilliant. But uh, top, middle, bottom with Rick today. There's something for everybody in the audience uh, from a selection this afternoon. They're absolutely lovely, and you'll have the glassware afterwards <laughs> to enjoy for a long time to come. It is rosy season, Rick, isn't it? Absolutely, Jerry. Has to be. Just has need be. that thing up in the sky to shine and those clouds too. But you know what? The last week, I have to say, every evening the weather became nice evening time. But uh, look, there'll be plenty of time, please God, July, August and probably into Absolutely. early autumn to get out. And, and the temperatures are still up. They are still up. And that, that's the great thing about it. Yeah. It is so good to have you back with us in studio Fantastic today. Fantastic to be back. Thank Jerry. you so much for bringing us the recommendations. How long are we at this now? Remind me, you, you uh, sent me a mail. I, I, uh, we eight years. I think it's this is program number ninety five, if I'm not mistaken. It's a good yeah. job you're keeping it tracking me. And we always say, with all alcohol and wine, especially in moderation, combined with food and lots of water, enjoy, pace it out over the evening, and that Absolutely. is very, very enjoy. important to say. Rick, until the next time, you're looking great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, Miss Louise, you know what I'm talking about now. Thank you to our listeners. Sherbert, the Sherbert sweets, Louise. That's what I was trying to get to. Never seen them before. I thought you were on about the refresher sweets. Sherbert's, lemon sherbet's, mm. strawberry sherbet's, no. huge, hugely popular sweets. Sweets of yesteryear still being made today as well and enjoyed by everybody. Thank you to uh, so many listeners who helped me out with that one there. We love them. As I said, we used to bring them back to school after lunch mm. and you weren't supposed to have anything in the class and we'd be sneaking them, eating them away in the back of the class and hopefully you wouldn't be asked a question and be outed by somebody. You know what I mean? That when you suck, what you have to do is suck them and don't bite them and then let them deteriorate until you get that burst of, of the fizz in the middle. Oh, one of my favourite sweets, sherbet lemons. And can you still get them? Yes, yes, there's jar loads of them. Go into any local sweet shop and you'll see them there in the jars. Get a quarter of the weekend. I get the strawberry, not the lemon. Yeah, get the strawberry if you like. Get a quarter. Do you remember that? Get a quarter. I'll have a quarter. They'd weigh out a quarter in the weighing scales and put them into a in bag for you. In the old weighing scales. In the old weighing scales. A quarter. And if you got a half, I'll tell you were rich. You had more money in your pocket than you ever knew to get a half pound of them. And you'd eat the whole lot of them. That's why my teeth are falling out at this stage <laughs> in my life. Thanks to lemon and strawberries.
sherbets, I have no, to say. I have to say, I like the refresher <laughs> sweets. They were lovely. Oh, and they came yes. in strawberry as well. Yes, our refreshers are gorgeous too. We'll have to come back to the sweets one day on the show. Anyway, coming up after three, uh, I round off Yellow Submarine and David Sheehan is with us to run the rule over the weekend in sport. But taking us towards news, weather and sport, top of the hour, it's the wonderful Gloria Gaynor. Here we go. A classic from yesteryear, still today, brilliant. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along. And so you're back from out of space. Hi, Jerry. Can you play Starlight by Westlife, uh, says Kathleen. I love them, them and I'm going to see them in Dublin on the 8th of July. Well, the 8th of July is a little bit away, Kathleen. And I will be playing them because, you see, Miss Ava Flynn is going to see Westlife that very day as well as yourself her first ever concert with her mammy and daddy and she's so looking forward to it we'll do that over the coming days and the run in to Westlife's big gigs in uh, Dublin they're doing a number of them for sure now let's uh, reprise our TV theme for you this Friday afternoon simply brilliant the A-team of course and so many of you recognise it brings back fond memories what a show that was unmissable indeed Paula McDonnell well done to you you got it right along with lots and lots of others and a wee prize and late lunch is yours this Friday afternoon now my soundtrack this week is from the movie Yellow Submarine yes the movie that the Beatles themselves I reminded you loved and is really uh, an icon when it comes to animation back in the 60s what it did was unbelievable number one the song today I'm playing the theme song from the movie today for you to finish off the week number one in the UK number two on Billboard uh, in the United States of America as well huge hit for the Beatles and a song that's been used uh, subsequently by many protest movements around the world. This is a fact. The, the, the tune itself is used with various lyrics in, in included. Loved by children the world over. I was just talking to Rick before he left there and he remembers it well as a child. We sang it uh, till the cows came home. Loved and really loved indeed. It was re-released, did you know, on a 7-inch vinyl picture disc in 2018 to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the release of the movie. It and Eleanor Rigby were on that 7-inch vinyl. So today, to round off a week of the sub, here it is, the song of the movie. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines Yeah. 
it's a pity you couldn't hear myself and herself off mic there. We were singing the parodies of that song. There are so many parodies, aren't there, Louise? There yeah. really are. Mine was the most innocent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell them what yours was. <laughs> it used to be yellow, but we painted it green. I was telling you about the Shamrock Rovers fans and the Brandywell in Derry at one time and a parody of that as they sang to the Derry City songs about Camilla. It was an absolute classic, <laughs> one of the best football chants I've ever heard. But it has been parodied all over the world. Yes, the Yellow Sub, a classic song and a wonderful movie. Now we move on at late lunch this afternoon. Uh, final break of the day and the week. And as is usual, our presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan, looks ahead to a big weekend in sport. Yesterday, the US Supreme Court, uh, well, the gun laws in America, what do you say about them? You can carry weapons now at you around the place. That was the ruling yesterday. Breaking news for you because the US Supreme Court has just overturned the landmark Roe versus Wade ruling that legalised abortion across America. They've overturned the Supreme Court. We'll have more on our news coming up here and through the evening here on LMFM, but it's a huge decision. Watch this space. Uh, let's talk sport as we do it this time every week on the show with our presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan. Hello again. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. League of Ireland, let's begin there. Tonight at Talca Park, Shelburne take on Dundalk, who are now in the hunt for the title, you have to say, David. Oh, absolutely, uh, they are. I think I was probably saying this to you last week, that if they got that win against Shamrock Rovers, I, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, Jerry. I think I predicted the one they'll win for Dundalk. So you rare, certainly did. A, a rare a rare prediction. And blow your own trumpet, because nobody else will, David. She hit you're dead well, right. I, it's not too often I get them right, but yeah, brilliant win for them last week. Uh, five points behind now with the game in hand and you know five wins in a row the, the, you know the buzz is back at Oriel Park they've got one of their old favourite sons back in charge the, the ownership situation has been kind of resolved to the fan satisfaction so it's it's been a brilliant season so far from the dock and like I think if you gave the dock fans second place they'll probably listen saying no we wouldn't take it but if you gave the dock fans second place at the beginning of the season they would have taken your arm off but the fact that they're now in a title race is um, just shows you Jerry how quickly things can turn around yes. with the right with the right people coming in the right approach, a bit of a buzz back. The place is rocking every week at Oriel Park. They're away tonight, obviously, but there'll be a good travelling contingent there at Tolka Park. And, you know, Shelburne in seventh place. They've been a bit up and down, but again, it's their first season back in the Premier Division, so they couldn't have been expected to pull up too many trees. I think uh, Dundalk, you'd have to fancy them to get the win tonight, keep that run going and keep the pressure on Shamrock Rovers, who, of course, we know play Bohemians tonight. That's not going to be an easy one for them. So, yeah, the old Dundalk bandwagon, I think, is going to keep on rolling tonight. It is so true in the League of Ireland. It doesn't take much to turn around. That's the thing about it. A few pound and the right people, you can really go anywhere. And that's uh, the beauty of it. Drogheda, you were in Derry last week. I didn't give them a pup's chance of taking anything. They took a point from Derry. They play Sligo tonight. And first time round in United Park, I was there. Sligo got three quick goals. Kevin had the formation wrong, you have to say, the Drogheda manager. They could have got back into it. And they were only beaten in the last minute when they went to the showgrounds. Sligo with a new man in charge a lift for them so what's going to happen? Yeah they've taken seven points from their three games since John Russell came in the first two of those he was just in as an interim and then he got the job and they beat Finn Harps 3-0 uh, last weekend C- scored two early goals last week as well it's worth noting so they got they scored after three minutes and seven minutes against Harps last week they obviously had the game in the bag at half time the last time they visited headed in the game park but Drogheda you know unbeaten in four rode their luck last week against Derry for sure in the first half in particular but you know, the one thing about this Strahda side, Jerry, you've said it before, they've got a great, great spirit there. They really dig in. They, they work their backsides off week in, week out, even when things are going against them, as they did last week. They kept plugging away. 
They got up the field a few times. They got the penalty. They came away from that game against Derry with a one-all draw, which I didn't give them much of a chance of it either, in the more than yourself. So, you know, they're, they're a really gutsy side, and I think things are going to be a lot different tonight than they were for that, for that game earlier in the season. They've got Gary Deegan and Lucchini back from suspension. Chris Lyons is a doubt, which would be a bit of a blow, but they've got Darren Markey back. They've got Adam Foley back, so they have more attacking options than they had uh, a few weeks back. So I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I think Toronto will get at least a point out of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak the win, but they're on a good run, as I said, four games unbeaten. I think their tails are up. There'll be a good crowd there tonight, so I'm expecting a really good game, and I think it might just end all square, but it's, it's going to be really exciting, I think. And both games available online here on lmfm.ie. Adrian Taff at Talca Park and David Sheehan uh, on the Windmill Road in Drogheda. Now let's move to GAA and start with the ladies of Loud. They're in the Intermediate Football Championship All-Ireland quarterfinal this week against a Roscommon side that will certainly pose a challenge. Yeah, certainly they will. Um, you know, Roscommon won Division 3 earlier this year. They beat Loud along the way in an absolutely horrendous day up in Cooley. I wasn't there myself, obviously, but I've heard uh, Wayne Freeman, who I spoke to last week, the manager, and Aoife Russell, who was speaking to column earlier today as well, both talk about it. it. was I think there was snow at times in that game. They only lost that one by a point and conceded a couple of soft goals along the way in that game too. So, you know, Loud a bit of a surprise package, I think. I was speaking to a friend of mine who, who coaches a girl in a club football who plays with Down, who were in Loud's group, and she kind of seemed to be implying that Loud would finish bottom of that group. They won both of their games. They beat down. They beat Clare down in Ennis. So their tails are really up. They're going into this quarterfinal with, with a lot of confidence. Um, the, the game is, is in Kinnegat. It had been switched from Burr, which was a bit more of a trek for Loud. So, you know, Aoife Russell, since we were talking to Colm earlier, very confident. Um, yes. said, only, a point, only a point between them in the league. Not much to choose between them. So I think Loud, they just feel like they're in a bit of a... A bit of a role at the moment. One thing to note is Lisa O'Rourke, the world boxing champion, will be midfield for Roscommon. So she'll be a, a tough one to get around, I suspect. But I think Loud will, will give it plenty. And I, th- I think they'll just about come through that one. They were beaten in the quarterfinal stage last year. They want to go one further. And I, I think they'll just about get it done. And that's centrepiece of Sunday Sport with you on Sunday afternoon here on LMFM Radio. Now, the Senior Football Championship quarterfinal stage and we're in June, which irks a lot of people as we know, but it is what it is. Let's talk about the four quarterfinals starting tomorrow. Derry against Clare. Well, Derry, you know, Derry had the story of the year in Ulster and Clare, a traditional hurling county in the last eight. How do you see this one going? Yeah, two two sides have had a really good year so far. Clare obviously dumped me out a couple of weeks ago in Ennis. Um, when they met in the league, Derry had a pretty comfortable win. I think it was nine points in the end, two thirteen to ten. So Derry are absolutely favourites for this one. But as somebody was saying earlier in the week, if Ross Common, who Clare beat, if Ross Common were playing Derry, we wouldn't be calling it as as, as easy mm. as we are for, for for Derry. So I think Clare and Colin Collins will absolutely love having a crack at Derry. They've got probably got nothing to lose. I think they'll give it a really good rattle. I do think Derry will just about come through that one by maybe two or three points. But I expect Clare to, to really have a go and to really enjoy their day in Croke Park. And I, I think Derry will just have a little bit too much cuteness for them and a little bit too much uh, maybe strength and physicality. But it'll be close and I think Derry will just about edge it. Dublin to beat Cork in the second game tomorrow. No-brainer, David. In a word, yes. Comfortably. Yes, two comfortably. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's even any point in talking about that. It'd be the greatest shock in the world if Cork were to get by Dublin. Dublin to go through there. Now, let's look at Sunday. The most intriguing quarterfinal, if I may say, is Galway Armagh in terms of uh, even Stephen. There won't be a lot, will there, between these two? No, I don't think so. And it's the game I've been, I've been really looking forward to all week. It, it, it looks like, on paper, it should be the game. Maybe of the championship, who knows? But... um. You know, Armagh absolutely flying it at the moment. Um, had a couple of really big wins uh, along the way, getting to this stage. Obviously beat Donegal the last day. Galway as well, tipping along nicely, kind of title under their belt as well. 
I think it's going to be a really exciting game, a really kind of open, maybe slightly old-fashioned game. There'll be, I think, a good bit of kicking in it. Uh, I've been tossing it around in my head all week. I thought Armagh earlier in the week, and now I'm not so sure. I think I'm going to stick with Armagh to just about squeak through, but it's going to be a really close one. Mm. Don't be surprised if Galway do it. I think maybe a point or two for Armagh, but it's it's going to be really tight. It's on a knife edge, that one, I think. As you say, it's an intriguing one, but the match of the round, the quarterfinals, has to be Kerry and Mayo, given their history. And no matter what you say about Mayo, they always raise their game against Kerry. They can't do it in the final. But in a quarterfinal, this won't be a cakewalk for Kerry. No, I don't think it will. And a lot of people are looking at the, the league final where Kerry kind of blew them away ultimately in the end. But, you know... Jerry, if you if you took off the red and white uh, jersey and you looked at the Mayo form going into this game and you didn't know what team the form was attributed to, you would say Kerry will win this game hands down. But mm. you know, if you if you take off the, the the plain label and you see the red and green underneath, you're like, oh, it's Mayo. Well, we just don't know what we're going to get from them. So yeah, on paper and all logic would suggest that Kerry should win this country. I think they will win by between maybe three and five points. But Mayo just have a habit, don't they, of making yeah. things difficult and and pulling performances out when you don't expect it. I think Kerry will, will, will win, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think, but I still think three to five points for, for the Kingdom in that one. Oh, what semi-finals, Kerry. Dublin, according to David and Derry Armagh. Watch this space, and don't forget to join him on Sunday for Sunday Sport here on LMFM Radio, Sunday afternoon. And those two League of Ireland games tonight, David at Drogheda and Adrian Taff following Dundalk. David, until next week, thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. David Sheehan there, presenter of Sunday Sport, rounding off the week on Late Lunch. Thanks to all the guests who joined us this week. We really appreciate the company. To you who are with us every day, we just love having you with us. And when you join in uh, in the chat, uh, etc., it's just fantastic. And to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. Thanks a million, Louise. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new week of Late Lunch from 1.30. Eddie Caffrey's on the way here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Have a lovely weekend, despite the weather. Make the best of it. And we'll see, we'll see you back here on Monday, 1.30. Bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel and a choice of petrol, diesel or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.